Hi, welcome to Stop, Start, Continue, a reconciliation of the pharmacy industry sponsored by the Medical Memory. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we look forward to providing you with quick thoughts from leaders across pharmacy to improve outcomes for patients. Uh, make sure you follow us on LinkedIn and listen to Stop, Start, Continue wherever you get your podcast uh, right now. In each episode, we're going to talk with top pharmacy thinkers and delve into what they feel needs to stop what needs to start happening, and what needs to continue as to be best practices from their point of view. Uh, you'll hear from industry leaders from all practice sites, from retail to health systems, FQHCs to specialty pharmacy, noted regulatory experts, and patient safety advocates. We'll get their thoughts on what is driving pharmacy forward and what is holding us back from even greater heights. Uh, my name is John McMillan. For the past 20 years, I've been supporting pharmacy practice uh, for inpatient remote retail specialty pharmacies across different practice settings, health systems, FQHCs, retail independents, and specialty pharmacies. My co-host is Julie from The Medical Memory. It's a video education program that elevates the patient experience, increases uh, medication adherence, and drives better patient outcomes. On this episode of Stop, Start, Continue, we're joined by Dr. Al Carter, Executive Director of the NABP, the National Association of Boards of Pharmacy. Welcome, Al. It's great to see you again. How's the start of fall been for you? Busy, I'm sure. It's always busy, John, and thank you for having me. I look forward to this conversation, but it, it's been busy, but it's better than not being busy. Let's put it <laughs> That's right. I think the last time we, we spoke, you were you were about to jump into a bunch of meetings with different state boards, so I'm sure there's great conversations happening from there. And with that as a jumping off point, what do you see as something that, you know, from your point of view, really we need to put some to stop and put the brakes on and really to improve our practice across you know the different sites that we all hit i i think first john as far as stopping there there's a lot of negative press on pharmacists today in yeah. pharmacy uh as we look at working conditions and some of the challenges with workforce challenge uh with workforce shortages that are affecting all healthcare professionals specifically pharmacists what that has done though is that has led many pharmacists and others to, to advocate against pharmacy for future pharmacists. So we need to stop telling students, those in college, those getting ready for pharmacy school to not go into pharmacy school because it's going to lead to further shortages and further challenges in healthcare that doesn't benefit anyone. What we're dealing with now with working conditions and so many shortages, we're, we're working, to, working through to address both the regulation, um, working with uh, different pharmacy associations, what have you. What we can't address is, is people telling or, or saying negative things about pharmacists when pharmacists have stepped up to the plate for COVID, when pharmacists have stepped up to the plate for H1N1, any type of pandemic, epidemic, any you know opioid use disorders, you know stepping up to the plate there. Like pharmacists are always there. We're always, it's kind of like, I, I, I had a statement that was told to me where it says, pharmacists are like, uh, are like fire extinguishers in an emergency. It says break glass in case of emergency. Yeah. When you need pharmacists break glass and that's what you know federal government has done for COVID. That's what we're doing right now to provide access, more accessible access to uh, opioid use disorder treatments and what have you. So stop. Stop telling individuals to not go to pharmacy school and not become pharmacists. It is a great profession. It is a great career. I've been doing this for over 20 years and I love my job. I love what I do. I love advocating for pharmacists. So continue to do so. Stop doing that so we can move forward. 
That's a great point, Al. You know, and and you're right. There is there is so much value that the pharmacy and pharmacists bring to patients and communities that they serve, right? I mean, there there's people are much more trusting of their pharmacists and pharmacies and see them on a more regular basis than any other part of the healthcare you know continuum. So it's really important that we keep bringing those the new folks into the profession and making sure that they are you know providing the same level of customer and patient care that that you know we've all been used to right because and you're right this is a great industry to be part of i'm lucky enough to be part of it you know for the past 20 years or so and so i really i really appreciate the fact that you're you're saying hey let's let's remind ourselves what a great profession this is and right. bring those folks that really want to help patients and improve their their community health you know to come on in it's a great place to be it's wonderful exactly Right. Awesome. So with that being said, what's what's one thing that you think we should start doing more of and in, in, including advocating for our, for our profession? And, and I think that's the most important thing is like we need to educate and we, we haven't you know, there's a lot of pharmacy associations. We've been talking about this. We need to educate the public on what pharmacists do, the capability pharmacists have, what pharmacists can do with 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 that interdisciplinary team uh, in practice in healthcare and providing quality healthcare. And we need to do so not just during emergencies, but all the time. And how do we educate the patient? How do we educate the general public? You know, 95% of the general population live within three to five miles of a pharmacy. And so the capabilities and access and opportunities to, to have healthcare and quality healthcare provided to them is at your pharmacy. And many know that, but Many more don't. Yeah. And so we need to start advocating and promoting pharmacy to the general public and showing just how pharmacists and their pharmacy staff um, can help and assist in, in their healthcare needs. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's so interesting that you even say that because working um, within a lot of hospitals, medical memory was origina originated more and surgery centers, doctors, clinical spaces. And it's so interesting leaning more and learning more about it. Every single one of those patients are also um, touched by pharmacy, touched by, by beds to meds. And, and so for some of our hospitals that started leaning into, this is this huge resource, this is what you have available to you. I had no idea, um, even that capacity. It was like, okay, great, great, here's my surgeon. That's all I need, we're done and I'm discharged. Yeah. Um, but being able to have different you know tools and resources to, um, even provide these hospitals say, hey, just, we don't know. Most most patients, most of your average person does not know the capacity and what's available and even a lot of the, you know, free education and resources that they can get about, you know, what they're taking, what they're not taking and all of that. So absolutely, I think that's one thing that even I've noticed and learned a lot from, um, you know, as far as how often that's being touched in every specialty, you know. I'd be shocked to hear any doctor, nurse, physician assistant, nurse practitioner that doesn't have a pharmacist that they go to for medical yes. advice, for Absolutely. medication advice. I, I, I hear it all the time <laughs> from physicians. I don't know what I would do without my pharmacist right. or the pharmacist on my interdisciplinary team. And so, you know, other healthcare professionals know, it's just the general public doesn't necessarily know. Yeah. So how do we educate them as well? Right. Um, and, and not just wait till you know, there's some pandemic or other emergency where it's like, all right, I'm gonna go to pharmacists. This is the only thing that's open. Let's see what they can help us with and, and go from yeah. there. Um, yeah. A lot of relationships for patients with primary care providers or with other healthcare professionals start from them going to the pharmacist. Yeah. And so yeah. that's, you know, understanding 
just the value that they can bring and promoting that is, is something we need to start and we need to do a better job of. Right. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, it's it's incredible how much uh, the pharmacy teams in every practice site impact patient care and improve yeah. patient outcomes. Right. So and that's what we're all here for. Right. That whole the whole group of, of healthcare you know, professionals is the goal is to make that patient better. Right. So get a better outcome. And, and we're really the pharmacy is really at the center with the rest of the professionals saying, hey, let's take care of this and get these patients on their way and, and to a better place for sure. Yep. So so we've talked about, you know, stop negative advocacy, start educating the public about, you know, hey, this is really an important part of the team. And let's let's get away from, you know, kind of the crisis mode of getting the pharmacies involved. So what's one thing that we're doing right now that you think you know is a great thing we need to continue and probably do more of? Pharmacists continue to step up to the plate when asked to do something. So we started off, if you think about it, in H1N1 in 2010, 2011, pharmacists really then, many states started moving to allow pharmacists to provide immunizations. It then started to only adults with COVID, We've been providing immunizations down to babies, you know, individuals three and above. We've also started doing point of care testing. So testing for flu, testing treat for flu, testing treat for strep throat, testing treat for COVID. Um, we pharmacists continue to step up to the plate to do what is necessary to treat that patient. You look at the passage of the MAD Act, so the Mainstream Addiction Treatment Act. So now pharmacists are entering into the space with substance use disorders, opioid use disorders, to provide assistance and to provide treatment there. So we need to continue to show to show our value and continue to do these types of, of efforts um, in the healthcare space because we know that there's huge shortages across the whole healthcare spectrum, and it's going to take a team to be able to provide that quality and patient-specific care to each patient and, and make sure it's individualized to meet those patients' needs. And so we just gotta continue to step up to the plate to provide those services and not shy away from doing those um, or, or hesitate from doing them because we are trained, we are educated and, and have the capability to do all those services and provide even more. Yeah. Right, that's a great point. And, and you know, again, we're in our pharmacy, some of us every week, every month at, the, mm -hmm. at, at a minimum, right? So we're already there. We've already got, you know, I mean, I, I got my flu shot at my local CVS, right? And it was easy. I got to get mine. Get it out. <laughs> <laughs> so it was great, right? And, you know, there's all kinds of those services in a, in a healthcare environment where they're trusted professionals and people know I'm going to get great service there because, you know, it's, it's easy again to do that. And it's a lot easier to get an appointment with the pharmacy than it is with a lot of primary care. Right. And, and, and we, we shouldn't have to wait until, you know, it gets to the point where patients go into emergency room um, right. where healthcare costs are, you know, so much higher. It, yeah. it can be done by talking to a pharmacist and, and, when you have symptoms or when you have conditions, because there are many ways that pharmacists can help and should just continue to step up to the plate to to talk to the patient, to educate them on you know their conditions and ways that that they can help themselves, but then also ways that pharmacists or others can help in, in providing different services, whether it's a healthcare clinic, screening, whatever the case may be, um, to provide that service to help uh, that patient live their best life. Right. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate those insights, you know, Al, and, and as always, you know, your 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 uh, ability to kind of 
bring us all to a, a couple of really good places and help us understand what we can do to stop, start, and continue making our profession better is really, you know, uh, amazing. So thank you again. We appreciate it. You know, that'll wrap up this edition of Stop, Start, Continue. Uh, look for this podcast and, and a lot of great future guests coming forward. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you, John. Thank you, Joey. This thank is great. You.